Hey, this is Coach Freddie here, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and welcome to the I Have for Evolution, where we'll be discussing the benefits of growing and using industrial hemp for people, planet, and profit. Conversations about the history, legalization, farming, harvesting, processing, building, manufacturing, investing, and how industrial hemp can benefit people's lives, heal the planet, and how it can be used to make thousands of products and boost the economy and business. So, are you ready to join the iHemp revolution? Hey, it's Coach Freddie here, and I'm here at HempX in Asheville, North Carolina. And I'm sitting here with Mike Moman. He's the chairman of the board of the National Hemp Association. And how are you doing, Mike? Well, good afternoon, Coach. It's great to be here. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a great event. We had a little rain here, but it's cleared up. It's nice and sunny. Tell our audience what your involvement, how you got involved with the National Hemp Association. Well, I, I'm a farmer from Colorado. Mm -hmm. and, and worked on the uh, the Colorado legislation, which legalized uh, the hemp and put it into our and put it in our state constitution in 2012. And so I've been very involved in 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 the, the politics at the state and, and federal level, uh, both in in as I just mentioned, passing the law and, and helping pass the law in Colorado. But then uh, since then, working on the federal bill, the Industrial Hemp Farming Act. Uh, as part of that, we morphed our regional organization, the Rocky Mountain Hemp Association, uh, yep. into the national organization, the National Hemp Association. Exactly. Of which yeah, I belong to both of those. Yep. You know, mm -hmm. I started off with Rocky Mountain, now National yep. Hemp. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we felt like there was a, you know, we were we're at a moment in time where we wanted to, uh, you know, to bring bring people together uh, in in. And, and, and focus on really a bottoms-up approach, exactly. encouraging the people and, and, and helping them at, 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 in the other states, of which we have over 30 now that have, that have legalized since Colorado has come into play, okay. uh, that, and, and really believing that building a grassroots network from the bottom up was the way that, that, that this industry was going to be best served. Okay, and so now we're here at HempEx, and Blake is doing, and Jill, Jill is doing a fantastic job uh, what's your involvement here with them? Well, I, I've worked closely with, with Blake and, and uh, other activists in this region as part of our, my NHA uh, work. I had an opportunity to lobby with some of them back in, in February in, in, in D.C. Yeah. And yeah, build a relationship. Yeah. Yep, yeah, and yeah, you were there as well, and we built a relationship <laughs> with them. Yeah. Uh, that led to uh, Blake, uh, who was very active in the Hemp and the Holler. You were there, yeah, you were there yeah, as there well. Too, yeah. So uh, we were the educational sponsor uh, at Hemp and the Holler, and, and then this was just a natural progression for us as the as the National Hemp Association to support uh, Blake's great work here. We really do see uh, this region of the country, uh, North Carolina, but regionally the, the five or six states that uh, that abut uh, South Carolina as, as a real, uh, uh, we're going to see some real opportunity uh, for farmers and, and rural communities to, to be, you know, to play in this new, new economy. Yeah, yeah. And so, how do you see the National Hemp Association working with other organizations and other hemp events? Well, I'd say you know we, we've uh, we've we've made a good first step. Uh, there were we've built a coalition uh, in D.C. Uh, between HIA and NHA and, and and the supporters of the CARES Act, which is the CBD bill, okay. uh, to to really work in concert together in in responding to uh, these, these federal issues. And in particular, uh, we had a coalition response to the DEA's 
uh, letters of letter, letter of principles uh, yes. last week, and I think that's a good first step. We 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 need to be and want to be a, a unified uh, industry. You know, we're being as young as we are, we can't afford to be fractured, and and there's exactly. just so many good people in this industry, and and uh, you know that's the that I I see is the magic of of hemp. You know, we're really this isn't. We're not trying to build a top-down, centralized uh, industry. We already have plenty of that going on uh, in, yeah, in exactly. agriculture. <laughs> it's how do we, you know, how do we support all of the voices and all the creativity and the entrepreneurship uh, from region to region? And it, you know, everyone has a little different resource. Everybody has a different challenge. Everyone has different opportunities. Uh, and as an organization, how do you support a very diffuse membership like that? Um, that's the really exciting part of it. That's not an easy thing to do because it, you know, other another model would be would be easier. But I do think that uh, if we're going to build this quickly uh, in in a way that really provides the most benefit for the broadest number of, of, of farmers and rural communities, that uh, it's incumbent on us to make sure we that's the way we support them from the from the bottom up. What do you think of hemp packs? Well, I think it's this, it's this, it's this really wonderful amalgamation of, of, of different kinds of folks. We have consumers. We you know we talked we talked to farmers. Um, music is is such a, a great way to bring people together. You know, I do think any any large social movement always involve, always involves a component of music. Yeah, yeah. I played you know? last night. With yeah, him. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and so and this is what it's you know we we talked a lot yesterday about. You know, this is it has to be consumer driven. You know, consumers have to demand what they what they want. Farmers want to grow what the consumers want, and ultimately, then policy, whether it be state or federal policy, will will follow along. Uh, unfortunately, we don't we don't live in a, in a in a world where Congress or our state legislatures are doing much leading. There's yeah, a lot exactly. of following. So I think it's I think it's that fusion of, of consumers and advocates and farmers that are you know creating that environment that is going to force the legislation to follow. How do you see this looking in, let's, let's say, between two and three years from now? Because we're right in the cusp of just you know, taking off. Yeah. Well, we've seen such a dramatic uh, you know, movement just over the, well, really over the last four years that I, I'm, I'm really, I'm even more excited about the next four. Uh, as uh, I, I think we've got a, I would go back to say, I think we, we continue to have a safe harbor under se- uh, Section 7606. Of the farm bill, okay. So I don't think that we're going to see anything that's going to substantively take away from the growth that we're seeing and the projects that we're seeing being proposed and developed now. Uh, would we like to have complete descheduling of the plant and and let every state just move forward at, at in a at a commercial pace? Sure, we all like that. That re- that's going to require Congress, and in the absence of them uh, not doing anything over the next two or three years. Uh, which is quite possible, but they won't. Um, it's, it's as possible that they will. I think it's the jury's still out on that. That um, that we'll continue to see some. I think a, you know a, a substantial amount of new projects and new ideas come to fruition. Yeah, and and I know that we, as the National Hemp Association, have a petition out there, and I'm doing my part to try to get everybody to doing a great job this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, we have uh, close to a hundred thousand, I think. We are on our Change.org site uh, uh, petition. We're we're bumping up against a hundred thousand. We're a little over ninety-seven, I believe. Okay. Uh, We're hoping to have a hundred thousand by by the Monday after Farm Aid uh, Farm Aid weekend, which is September seventeenth. Okay. And then we we plan to deliver those signatures uh, to to uh, Congress that following week. 
Okay, and how, how are you planning to do that? Is there an event or something that you're going to be doing? There will be. We're, we're in the, in the stage, early stages of planning that now, but it will be a press conference, and then how we deliver them, uh, we're going to have to work out with the, with the two chambers on, on what that actually physically okay. looks like. Okay. Uh, but it will involve a press conference. Okay, and then that'll actually be in D.C.? Yes, that's our, our, our plan is to have it in D.C. Uh, our okay. goal is to, to uh, have some of the, uh, the, the petition uh, cover page uh, be made from hemp paper that, mm -hmm. that, that uh, generated from Mike Lewis's farm. Okay. The yeah. same farm that grew the, the fiber yeah. of the which flag. the flag flew. Yeah. And, and, and we hope that we can actually have the flag fl flying that day as well so we can be talking about paper and, and fiber uh, all you know, from the steps of the Capitol. Yeah, and in fact, uh, Mike Lewis is one of the first persons on my podcast last summer, and I launched it uh, September 2nd. Mm -hmm. And I remember asking, I says, well, Mike, you're going to be uh, harvesting this plant because they, you know, haven't harvested yet. Yeah. And and I says, what do you plan to do with the, with the fiber or herd or whatever? And he yeah. says, well, I hope to make some American flags. I says, really? And he says, yeah. And I says, that would be fabulous. And lo and behold, guess what happened? Yeah. yeah there was a, and, and there's a great story behind that, Coach. I don't know. Uh, in the weeks leading up to, to Veterans Day last year, uh, there would there been an exchange back and forth between mem uh, someone in, in, in at the USDA Department of Agriculture and Mike about flying that flag at the USDA building, the Witten building, uh, on Veterans Day, and it looked like that's the way it was going to happen. Uh, that that it was going to be approved, and about ten days before Veterans Day, the the USDA reversed their decision or decided that they weren't going to go down that route. So we were able to quickly, you know, uh, regroup, and we went. Uh, I was able to to go engage uh, my congressman and the White House, and we were able to actually fly it over the Capitol. Uh, that day, instead of you, instead of the USDA building, so it really it was better. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually made, It was a yeah, gift. Yeah. It was a gift. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I know that uh, they gave. Uh, I think Willie Nelson did they give him a flag? They did that. That particular flag uh, that flew over the Capitol that day has now been gifted to Farm Aid and to hang permanently in their in their offices. Okay. And there's a second flag now, uh, which we would we would fly this this November, and we hope it's our it's our hope that that flag can hang permanently inside the Secretary of Agriculture. Culture's conference room uh, at some point. Oh, that'd be great! Yeah, yeah. and little by little, we're we're getting our feet and our hands and and every our parts of our body any way we can. Yes, we are. Yeah, yeah, it's very exciting. This has been a very successful event. Uh, looks like. I think we can count it as such. Look at all the cars and and, and the people. Uh, you know, the, these buildings have been full all day, and and I've been really encouraged by by the excitement, enthusiasm yeah. of, the, of the participants. I, I just talked to the band. And they're excited to be here from New York. Yes, yeah. yes, it's, it's going to be a great night. Although Mother Nature could have cooperated a little better with us. Yeah. She's, she's okay right now. But. Yeah, but you never know. <laughs> okay. Well, any last comments, uh, Mike, before we wrap this up? Well, I, I think just for your listeners, anybody who hasn't had the, had the opportunity to sign the petition, mm -hmm. they can either, either go to uh, Hemp for Everyone with the number four, hempforeveryone.org. Or they can go to change.org and sign there. They're actually the Hem for Everyone site is Patagonia's uh, collection okay. collection device, uh, which are, and and those 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 will all be they'll all be aggregated in the okay. end. Or go to change.org uh, and uh, and search industrial hemp petition, 
and and sign it there and and uh, that that right now if we can get ourselves over a hundred thousand yeah and that will give us a well, they really have, good story they have one on the national hemp association website too right yes correct you can go to, to the national hemp association website and click through to that as well yeah well i have a link on my website coachfreddy.com that they can go to and click that it'll go right to the page in the national hemp association that's that's, that's perfect and and uh and as we enter the the, the lame duck session uh if we, if we do not get any movement by Congress on the Industrial Hemp Farming Act then, uh, we're going to have to re-engage the troops again and in January as we start the new Congress. Uh, the, the bill will have to be reintroduced. Uh, we'll have to start over with sponsors. Uh, but that's, uh, we, that's what we intend to do. We're, we're not going away. Yeah, that, exactly. So when do you think this will be kind of introduced again, do you think? Uh, it would be reintroduced in, in hopefully in January or early February, as soon as the new Congress is seated, which okay. will be sometime after January 20th. Okay, so, so, so in January sometime yes. or, or later or on. Shortly thereafter, once, once they're seated and, they, and, they're, and they're back in session, uh, we would expect that that bill would be reintroduced quickly. Okay. Right now, what's the chances? Well, everybody holds it. We're, we're, the, we're, we're the eternal optimists. Otherwise, we <laughs> exactly. wouldn't be in this industry, right? <laughs> exactly. So we always hope that, you know, that maybe there will be something that would happen in the lame duck session that, 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 would, that would be yeah. beneficial to us. Uh, that, you know, that's always a possibility, probably not a likelihood, but, but uh, we'll hold out hope. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, Mike, I want to thank you for being a guest on the I Have Revolution yeah. podcast. And uh, I know you're doing a fabulous job. Everybody talks about you and, yeah. you know, what a great job you're doing. And thank you. Uh, and likewise, Coach, you're, you're a great voice for us. We really appreciate everything you're doing for us. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm just doing my part like everybody else. That's <laughs> all we can do. <laughs> That's it. All right. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Coach. I want to thank our listeners for tuning in today and make sure that you subscribe to the iHemp Revolution podcast on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Give us a review and follow us on facebook.com forward slash iHempRevolution. Like us and then tell your friends. Help us spread the word about how using industrial hemp can benefit people, heal the planet, and provide long-term profit. This is your host, Coach Freddie, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and thanks for joining the iHemp Revolution.